It's Sunday night. That means we're recording Four Sheets of the Wind, your favorite podcast that drops every Sunday night. We are four guys in four time zones. You're listening to America's Podcast. In Boston, we got Alex Waked, naked and barely awake. How you doing, Alex? Doing doing just swell, Aaron. Doing swell. <laughs> we got Rick in Colorado. How you doing, Rick? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm up. I'm ready. <laughs> More alert than sloth. And in Austin, Texas... We've got Connor the Dirty Bird Thomas. How you doing, Connor? Let's let's fucking get it, baby. I'm fucking lit. Let's go. We got an awesome show planned out for you today. Uh, of course, we're starting off with the NBA, as we do pretty much every show, it seems like. And then we're going to be talking a little World Cup that starts this week. We're all going to figure out which teams we're going to root for since the USA is not in the tournament. After that, of course, we got to talk about Kid See Ghost, the Kanye Kid Cudi collab album that dropped a couple days ago. After that, we're going to be doing some Is This Cool celebrate or segments, talking about Ovi's celebration streak. Uh, we're going to be doing Meme Stock Market, of course, and then wrap it up with Cuck of the Week. And so with that, let's start off with the NBA playoffs. Alex, as a resident Cleveland fan, what were your takeaways from the four game sweep uh, I mean so much just depended on game one going well for them and after that hit the fan uh, I pretty much knew it was just going to be a, a slow painful death and uh, a sweep wasn't exactly was what slow. I was expecting more of a quick painful death yeah. uh, I mean was it really s- that painful other than game one though I guess yeah. the Durant three and game three was painful yeah, I mean, it's just painful speaking as a Cleveland fan, realizing that LeBron is probably on the way out. Okay, yeah, that'd be painful. And slow in the fa- or slow in the in the in regards to not the length of the series, just knowing it was coming, and it was just shitty all around. <laughs> it's like a it's like a horrible hangover I have right now. That's what that's what the, that series felt like. I could feel the dejection in your voice. (laughs) So, yeah, I I don't have too much to say on that. Honestly, I'm pretty upset. So do we want to do the whole is this good for basketball discussion? Does anyone have any thoughts on that? That seems to be a hot topic. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Worst dynasty of all time. In the moment after game four, I was like, I had a pretty visceral reaction. I was really pissed off at Kevin Durant. I feel I've cooled off a little bit. Like, I don't... I don't actually hate Kevin Durant, honestly, but it is like not that enjoyable for basketball when a top two, top three player joins a seven-three win team, and it doesn't even feel like they're trying that hard, and they basically walk to the finals, short of the uh, Rocket series, like yeah, they walk my, to a title. My thought is that if this Rocket series happened in the finals. Everyone would be losing their mind over how good the finals was and how the Rockets were, like, a notable adversary. But at at the same time, I get what, Connor, you were saying in that they weren't really trying. And that's kind of what people want from sports is to just see the best athletes in the world have to go to another level and just show how badly they – like the Rockets – they clearly wanted it way more than the Warriors. Oh, for you sure. Know? And you could tell, and I 
thought it was just more interesting watching a team play like that versus watching one team just kind of dick around for three quarters of every game and then just show up in the fourth and demolish the other team and win. It's it's I think it's significantly less interesting that way and Durant joining a 73-win team is just not it's not as fun. I mean the Warriors were dominant before. It's not like we weren't going to have a dominant team which people clearly like as the ratings would show. Um but now it's just unfair kind of. Hey, don't get me wrong, a dynasty is 9 times out of 10 that's good for the sport. When the Yankees are good, that's good for the sport. When the Boston Celtics and the LA Lakers are good, generally speaking, that's good for the sport. But I think when you uh, this was just almost too far along on the on the pendulum. Mhm. This is unprecedented talent on one team. I mean, uh, no ifs, ands, buts about it. Uh, I've been trying to think of a, comp- a, a cross-sport comparison, really, where this would even, you could say, okay, a team this good added a player that good. And I've been, I've been struggling to find a, a worthy comparison. Um, There's probably some soccer comparisons, just because that's how soccer works, that it's all top-end clubs. Yeah. It'd be like Barcelona adding Suarez or something. It's like, it's like when Barcelona added Neymar. Yeah, Neymar. That's a better one because Suarez Even was though, there. But yeah. No, Neymar was there before Suarez. I think Suarez was the last of the three strikers, right? Okay. Um, yeah, maybe. But I was just thinking Suarez is more of like the – definitely the third banana where you have Neymar. He's like the top. <laughs> the third banana. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, in the NBA, there hasn't yeah. been anything. I mean, the closest thing is probably the Heat Big Three, but that was three guys coming together to basically form something from scratch versus that'd be like if the Big Three then added Kobe to their team mm-hmm. the next year after exactly. they lost to the Mavs. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think there's any compare. I see people comparing all the time uh, LeBron going to the Heat. Um, back in back in 2010, I, I don't think it's even it's even close. I, don't, I agree. I agree. It's kind of a washed version, but the but the Lakers adding Gary Payton, Carl Malone. Yeah, that was super washed. Players, but they're that'd be they're like the banana washed. boat getting together. Yeah. Now you know, but even then, but, the but, late, you, that, so, but you had Kobe and Shaq still in their prime. Yeah, and like LeBron and CP3 would be like the Kobe and Shaq, and Wade and Melo would be like the Gary Payton and Carl Malone, you know? Yeah, but even then, that team got bounced by the Spurs in 03 prior to that their arrival. Yeah, true. They didn't win 73 games. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, yeah, but they, exactly. but the, I mean, the Warriors lost in the finals, so. It is right. Well, oh, did yeah, they that, win? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. But they also won. They also broke the record for wins, so. I agree. Well,. There's no good comparison, but that'd be like the washed version. I feel like Rick is a good way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so my thing on like, I think it made the finals like worse to watch. But mm-hmm. I don't know. In general, I think it's been an overall net positive for basketball. I mean, they've Ooh. only won two in a row. Will it? I mean, will it remain in that positive? Like, and it's like forcing teams like go out there and make deals like the Chris Paul trade and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It is. I think that is, that is an interesting point that I think teams are pushing themselves further against a singular goal than I can remember 
basically in the as I've been an NBA fan, like I've never I can't remember like the entire league being so focused on defeating one particular nemesis. And even Almost teams that fe- don't work out like have been fun, like the Thunder. Like it was fun seeing like PG and Melo, like in terms of, like storylines and stuff. So I I think it's a net pause overall. The finals were shit, but I almost I mean, feel like the the Rockets were almost the only ones though who went kind of were putting our chips all in on trying to beat the Warriors, whereas the Thunder that was almost more so they were just trying to convince Russell Westbrook to re-sign that contract. Um, and other than that, I mean, who else was there? Minnesota maybe trying to get getting Jimmy Butler. I definitely think there it has increased like player movement and just transactions in general because all of these teams that are nowhere close are like, well, pff, fuck it. Like the Warriors are so much better than us. Let's just get assets for our Jimmy Butlers and Paul Georges of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Playing Which five did, five years out, not not one year out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in that sense, I think it has definitely changed the landscape of the league. I mean, you could, I guess, uh, you could argue is that a good thing or a bad thing if teams are playing five years out and not playing for this season. Yeah, um, I, I think it's interesting when they're trading players left and right. I think people love that shit with the NBA. Oh, the hot yeah, the hot stove is one of the best parts of the league. I mean, honestly, I'm more excited now than I was a week ago about the NBA because now we get LeBron watch. Oh, this this offseason is going to be fantastic, I think, between the draft and one of the most anticipated free agencies in uh, at least a few years. I mean, Durant was probably just as anticipated, but... I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the, yes, there, you have the major player moving, but I think there's more moving parts this year. I mean, LeBron is probably going to move. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That you have the Durant movement, or excuse me, the LBJ movement. But I think that's going to be a domino effect in the league. Where I'm not sure if it was that much when Durant moved. For sure, there definitely seems to be a lot of stuff up in the air right now. What happens? What happens with Kawhi? What happens with Paul George? Does Demarcus Cousins get paid? I mean, uh, there's a lot of uh, what ifs, a lot of things up in the air this season. Yeah, I'm very excited for. What do the Sixers do? Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk Brian Colangelo getting fired at all? We touch on it. I'm uh, I, I I'm putting my money on David Griffin going to uh, Philly. A, I think he's, I think he did a really good job in Cleveland, so I think he's qualified for the job. And B, I think uh, Philly's got to do everything in their in their power to give themselves a realistic chance at LBJ, and that's probably the best way to go about doing it. I mean, did David Griffin do that good of a job in Cleveland? I think around the league, he's generally regarded yeah. as like a pretty I mean, he respected had the huge guy. LeBron obstacle in the way of like running the team, but the team's like in shambles right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but uh, his trade, his trade for uh, Shumpert, Jr. and Mozgov were pretty, <laughs> pretty huge in in 2015. And I don't know, you got Jr. in 2016. And then they who, paid the, and then he paid those guys. <laughs> that, that, definitely, uh, that's on LeBron. I don't think that's on Griffin. I, I think, think there's also thing. there's I've seen some buzz that David Griffin also just has a lot of friends in the media hmm. where people are just very outspoken about how great David Griffin is. And I think David yeah. Griffin's good, but I I kind of I am that. skeptical sometimes when people just rave about him. And he won the championship, so that kind of backs it up. But uh-huh. but that's I interesting. Mean, 
I mean, honestly, having friends in the media is a that's very fucking important to get hired. I think in this league, like. Yeah, I mean that's why like Doc Rivers is like a media favorite. Jamal Crawford has been like sixth man of the year probably because media members just love him. Like mm-hmm. that's definitely a thing out there. And I think David Griffin is kind of a guy benefits from that kind of. Yeah, uh... I mean just look how. He's all over the media stations these days, you know? Like, clearly he has a lot of ins with the media. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think they will sign him. Like, I don't think he's he's a bad GM by any means. So, you might as well if it's going to help you get LeBron. If he increases your odds of LeBron by 15%, I think it's worth it. I agree. I think definitely David Griffin was like a top 10 GM in the league when he left, you know, so he should definitely have a job. Um, he's probably better GM than Brian Colangelo anyways, you know. I concur. So what about finals MVP? Do we want to talk that? Durant versus Steph? Who, did ev- who's, who was everyone's personal vote if you had one? My vote was Ste- my vote was uh, KD. I mean, I thought that game three finals. That game three felt like the like the game of other than the LeBron game. Was a career high forty one points, and then he had triple double in game four. So I, I had no qualms with the uh, with the choice. Yeah, it's, it's I, Steph kind of shit the bed and was it game three? Game three. Yeah. Yeah, you got one from eleven from three. I think he scored what nine points. Yeah. So in a four game series, I feel you can't be yeah. you can't be laying a goose egg in one of the games. So I think I think KD was the proper choice. Yeah, I agree, Connor. I, I also think it's funny that that one game KD had in, in game three was just one of the many stat lines that LeBron has accumulated in the last like few series or so. Yeah, I mean LeBron's on another level. I think we all the world agrees, but. I don't know. I feel like there was a time where KD was kind of closing the gap and people were like, KD After is last right. year's finals, there were definitely people being like, oh, is this a torch passing or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Which I yeah. always kind of thought was bullshit. <laughs> LeBron is still I, – I think LeBron widened that gap even, even further and I couldn't be more pumped. Yeah, I think this playoff run definitely cemented LeBron's stance as the best player in the league. Yeah. And it's, it's not even close. I have a MVP question. MVP or no? Oh, go for uh, it, Rick. Does LeBron getting swept in the finals like affect you at all in a negative way? Zero. Zero? No, but I think not winning one is a, it I, I agree, a little Rick. bit. Like, to not win one I, of them. I mean, he had game 1-1, one, one, unfortunately. He had it, but he yeah, didn't. But, but then he had three more chances, and he couldn't get... He also had a broken hand. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, that's I'd actually like to I'd like that, to touch on that. Actually, what, do you guys have any thoughts on using that? No, to, I, I think it makes sense. He didn't he didn't say a word about it until now. I mean, you don't want the Warriors knowing you have a broken hand. No, I, I agree. I think it's a good thing. But the the fact that people are I don't know, people are trying to like give him shit and be like, oh, now he's using it as an excuse. Like, do you guys? Nah, what do you guys fall, nature, fall on I that? I think that's just the nature of the beast. Honestly, no, the excuse thing I think is dumb. I mean, it's dumb yeah. that he did it. I agree. Himself, I agree. I think. Yeah, I, I don't blame. I don't blame him. Honestly, it's uh, it's just being a human. It's uh, it's having a visceral reaction to a awful scenario. I don't know, man. That's definitely something that, like, remember when Amari Stoudemire did that? Oh, they, a few uh, years ago, and well, people tw- just 20, crushed him. Was it 2011 with a fire extinguisher? Yeah, people crushed him for that, and that's this is basically the same thing, except it was in the finals. 
When was that Mari first round or second round? I think it was during the regular season, wasn't it? I could I thought it was a, or I thought it was like first round finals. First year the Knicks made the finals with Amari or excuse me, the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, you know, that didn't happen. <laughs> what what an alternate universe that, that would be. <laughs> but back to Rick's original question, I definitely think the sweep is maybe I personally don't really care about it that much. But I do think it's uh, it's just not a good look. I think the sweep is significantly worse looking than a five one when people mm. like like how we look back on Michael Jordan. Uh, people in twenty five years who didn't watch LeBron will go back and see oh LeBron got swept point in to the that. finals oh, tw- no, two no, times. For, sh- for sure. There's also mm. the LeBron okay. narrative that he I, like tends to give up in yeah. situations, which is like. Maybe you shouldn't look at that as a bad thing if it's a hopeless situation, but if Michael Jordan was in that hopeless situation, he would never give up. And they're just mm. different people. But Interesting. I think people okay. take that kind of... But was Jordan like ever in that situation quite like LeBron was? Where we, no, we could I don't see that? I don't, well, in his first few seasons, like he was just carrying by... I mean, we ne- we'll never be able to see him in that situation, but... It, I think we have enough examples of Jordan being the ultimate competitor mm-hmm. that you could probably extrapolate that. Okay, I think I think you guys made some good points. Honestly, like in the moment right now, I don't give a fuck. But I can see in twenty five years, people say, "All right, like that's something you could." That's a that's a demerit against LeBron. Yeah, and I'm not a guy who like crushes someone for finals losses. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've made that rant on the podcast before but a sweep is definitely a worse than even losing in five i think and that game one was the one that they should have had well i think yeah. i think that changes the lexic that changes the complexion of the series completely if they win game one i feel like it's a at least a six game series uh, well, no, I, I, i'm not saying that doesn't change the complexion but it doesn't but it didn't happen. It didn't happen, and then he mm-hmm. had three more chances to win one, two at no, home. No, so I agree. I agree. Like, to not win the, those two at home, one of those two at home, I think it does hurt him a little bit. I'm not saying, like, over the top, anything like that. Like, yeah, even, if you, lose, even if you lose game one in tragic fashion, I feel like you, sh- you can make the argument they should have found a way to win game three. You're only down 2-0. You haven't lost a game at home yet. Series hasn't started, quote-unquote. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, I, I can see where you're coming from. So, what do we think about this for Steph Curry not winning MVP? Do you guys think – I mean, Steph Curry now has three finals, two MVPs. Mm-hmm. Like, Steph Curry is – he's very quickly climbing the rankings for, like, all-time players. He's probably a top five point guard in NBA history mm-hmm. right around there at least. Yeah, um, it feels about right. And not having a uh, finals MVP, do you guys think that matters? I personally just think it's funny that he doesn't have one because yeah. I'm a I think Steph Curry funny. hater. Yeah. I think it's yeah. even funnier that I feel like there's an internal struggle with Warrior fans that they, they, they want Steph to win it so bad, and then Durant was in there like, eh. You know, they're not, they're not like extremely pumped that Durant is kind of taking that from Steph, I think. That's what it feels like on Twitter, at least. I think Steph feels it also. Did you guys see the video of him after game three? They go up 3 nothing and they're walking off the court, and everybody's just, like, stoked, 
like pumped. Like Clay's messing with just like random people as he's walking out. Swaggy P's doing Swaggy P stuff, just cheesing. And then Steph Curry is walked down with just his head down, and Andre Iguodala's got his arm around him, and he's like consoling him because <laughs> Steph just had a shit blew, game, laid an egg. Just absolutely blew just a gimme finals mvp and i think he definitely cares and he was oh. chucking in game oh, four a thousand percent did you see the there was a video i think that went viral after uh duran was handed the mvp award after game four and steph does not look uh pleased Stoked. yeah i mean it's not the reaction you would think you would have for your teammate and you just won your back-to-back finals i mean he looks like he's pissed it's not him holding that mvp trophy is the way I interpreted it. And I think a lot of the internet did as well. I mean, that's almost to the point where the Warriors are so good, though, that that's more interesting is who won finals MVP versus who won that series. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, think, I, I definitely think Steph cares, honestly. Yeah, 100%. I think he cares, but, I mean... I think he should I, care, also. I think he should care. I think if you switch, like, 75% of the players in the NBA... Put him in Steph's shoes. I feel like they would care, also. You know, if I agree. Were, no, there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with caring. I mean, you're they're they're an ultimate competitor. Yeah. Like you probably don't get to being a top five point guard of all time if you don't care about that kind of shit. Exactly. But now it's just great. I'm just absolutely gonna troll Warriors fans by saying Steph Curry doesn't have a Finals MVP. <laughs> And just like go skip Bayless on that one because it's just a funny, <laughs> funny take. That kind of it's kind it's an arbitrary thing. Like I mean, Steph probably should have got the one that Iguodala won. I don't. I, I mean, in retrospect, yes. But I'm, in the moment, I feel like I was like, yeah, I think Iggy is the right choice. I mean, it's hard. Go back. Whatever. Go back four, three, four years. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was the right choice in the moment. Steph wasn't great, so it was kind of like... It was a cop-out to give it to him, I thought. Like, Steph was below-average Steph, and Iguodala was above-average Iguodala, mm-hmm. but Steph was probably still more important, you know? That's why it it just seems like Iguodala was so good, because he was playing above his level, and Steph was playing below his level. Okay. Anyways... Any other NBA talk? I'm sure we're going to be doing a lot of free agency stuff in the next few weeks, so I feel like we don't quite need to get into that yet, right? Yeah, we got free yeah. agency and draft coming up. Covering that in spades. We- weekly NBA sheet. Yeah, that's going to be a staple for the next foreseeable future. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the only thing I'd uh, I'd have left to say on the NBA talk, pretty pumped for the for the top four teams uh, going into next year. Honestly, I think it's going to be pretty interesting seeing the Rockets and the Warriors again in the West, and then the Celtics fully healthy uh, along with whatever team LeBron signs with. I think it'll be what about East. Philly. That's what I'm saying. I think I would think LeBron is probably going to sign with the Sixers. So that's I think my guess too. Swap right now. Guys, I thought it, we just decided to curb our free agency talk. I just had one last thought. That's it. Just very excited for the top four teams going into next party, year. Guys, party shots. Did you guys see that the Lakers are currently fifth in odds to win the title next year? Oh, man. I think Vegas is playing that one pretty good. And all is right in the world. All right. 
So we'll see. Stay tuned. So <laughs> moving on, sheet two, the world's most popular sporting event starts on Thursday, I believe, June fourteenth. It is the World Cup. The great nation of the United States of America is not participating. We World have better Cup. things. We have the World Cup. Oh, ooh. Ooh. Bobby boy, coming out hot. That's good. <laughs> and so, as gambling men, we are all going to put X amount of dollars on a nation that we pick. And so, right now, we're going to talk about our teams and why we're picking them. And what the odds are, and uh, what about you, Sloth? You are sticking to your guns and picking an underdog, correct? Oh, you know, baby, I'm going with Poland. <laughs> hey, the proud people. <laughs> eight to one odds. Can't name a single player on the team. Uh, eight to feel, one. Isn't it eight, eight to one? one? No, it's eighty, 80 to one. one. Eighty to one. Even better. Eight to one. How That'd could you get those two confused? <laughs> it's it's been a long day. It's been a long day. 80 to 1, going with the underdogs. Can't name a single player on the team, but I, I feel good about it. What made you pick Poland? Just the odds. <laughs> so, so you just so, scrolled down on Bavada and just was like, oh, this seems good. But yeah, why then? Essentially. They're, like, they're in like the middle of the pack. Yeah, I mean, I hey, guess there's you, a don't, big you don't want to pick someone too far, too high on the spectrum. Someone, you know, maybe on the... The lower middle end of the spectrum. I'm gonna guess that no country has ever won with 80 to one odds. <laughs> Hasn't there hey. only been like 11 countries to win it ever? Yeah. No Hello? team ever came back from a. <laughs> Connor, yes. <laughs> Let's just keep oh, going. God. He's 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 stuck in the the outside in. Poland okay. also, we open up with Senegal, so uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I do think if Poland was able to get through, I think like Lewandowski wouldn't be a bad uh, golden boot bet. Ooh. The fighting Poles? I don't know what to call I mean, them. They're, Poland... they're just going to like throw it up to him and let him do his work. Anyways, Sloth, I think if you're putting some money on Poland, I feel like you should put a little bit... On Lewandowski to be the. Oh, I was gonna. Uh, yeah, it sounds like boot. a good. Because if you think like Poland's a great gonna win the whole thing, I was gonna say you have to score like twenty goals. <laughs> Every goal they score. Hey, he, he's gonna put the uh, the whole country on his back. I'm gonna parlay that bad boy and uh, and uh, I guess if I win, I'll fly out to Poland. Probably, why not? <laughs> I could probably yeah. give you a lot of reasons not to. Yeah. Convince me. If I win, I'm going to Poland. All right. We're Stay holding tuned. Roll, hold, Have hold. some klobasa. We're, we're What's klobasa? What is that? They, is that their food? Like, it's like a sausage. I think it's a Polish sausage. Kielbasa. They sell them outside of Fenway. Kielbasa? Yeah. Ah, kielbasa. I don't know what you said, but it wasn't. All right, what a miss. What a miss. <laughs> God fucking damn it. This is fucking piece of shit computer, dude. Connor, we could hear you the whole time. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. What? So we were talking about Lewandowski about, like, could win the golden boot if Poland won it all. And in the middle, you just go, God fucking damn it. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Holy Tim shit. Cook, you fucking bitch, dude. 
<laughs> triggered. I am triggered, dude. All right, proceed. All right, Connor, give us give us your pick for uh, the World Cup. While he's red right. hot. All right, here we go. So fired up. I'm fired up, baby. I have latched on to a very modern, a very proud people, the nation of France. France is the uh, fourth overall favorite. They're currently a, uh, was it, plus 600, if I'm correct. They're uh, the fourth favorite behind Germany, Brazil, and Spain. So a very realistic chance to win, but by no means are they the, uh, the favorite in the clubhouse right now. A very young, modern team. Led by Paul Pogba, uh, my boy. I've been a, been on the Pogba train for a few years now. I've deemed him the LeBron James of soccer. Um, oh, shit. A little bombastic. Uh, I just think he's he's what you want uh, a modern soccer player to look like. You know, he's a he's a physical specimen like LeBron, but without the uh, results. Essentially, you combine that with a lot of cool other young players. Um, Antoine Griezmann, one of the best young strikers in the world. Um, Kylie Mbappe. Is <laughs> Wait, what's his first name? Kylian. How do you say it? Killian? Killian, Kylian, whatever. I have no Ki- idea which is right. Mbappe. Mbappe. Say that five times fast. Connor, let's hear you pronounce that name with a French accent. Killian Mbappe. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to me? Kate. Friends call. Friends call. <laughs> I tried to say Mbappe yesterday and it just sounded Italian. I was like Mbappe. 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 Hey. No, KM one of the easily the best uh, teenager on earth. Kid's only nineteen. He'll be twenty in October. And then uh, my last my last fella was uh, Dembale. Uzmele Dembale, another good young player. So between those guys up front, uh, you got y- y- Loris still in the in goal. He's been bad, I, just so you know. Yeah, he'll be all right, though. <laughs> he, okay. he, he gave up that terrible goal. That goal against Bobby Wood. Are, are or you, Dream are you wor- Green was terrible. Are you worried that they just drew the United States who did I actually, I, I, make the World Cup? I, I actually did watch that game in its 95-minute uh, entirety. I was violently hungover Saturday. Had to, spe- had to find a way to spend uh, two hours midday before uh, reawakening. And I put myself through 78 minutes of misery where France could not find a way to score and was down 1-0 to America most of the game. And Mbappe finally came through, and then uh, they almost they actually came pretty close a few times to get, uh, to get the win. And yeah, uh, the, weren't able to pull it out. End, that the uh, American keeper, what was his name, had those two dope saves. I saw that. Yeah, that, that was very nice. The, uh, In like yeah, the 94th yeah, the, very, minute. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so I'm latching on to France. To be honest, I don't think they're going to win, but I'm perfectly willing to uh, uh, t- toss a Benjamin Franklin on it to make it interesting. So that's where I stand. That's a great betting uh, philosophy. <laughs> Let me pick a team with bad odds that I don't think is going to win. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think it's going to be Germany or Brazil. So I'm thinking about hedging, actually, and picking one of those two. So you're but like, for my Head. Why didn't you just pick them as your team? Well, because I don't have a rooting interest. That's that's the point of this exercise for me. Honestly, is to I'm paying for a rooting interest. I'm not sure how you guys are doing it. I'm also doing that, but I mean, why I'd not like to win money, not lose money? 
All right, Rick, who's your squad? All right, so I'm going to go with uh, the best player in the world. So uh, that would be Lionel Messi. Argentina is uh, plus 850 to win, so they're just below France, but there's a pretty big drop-off after that. So I like the those odds for the best player in the world. They're going to have one of the best attacks of any team. And Argentina's problem over the last few tournaments is in the messy era, basically, has always been that they have an amazing attack. They'll have probably they'll have Higuain probably up, up, up front, Messi, maybe Aguero will start. They'll have Dybala coming off the bench because he doesn't fit in the lineup. So you know you have a good attack when Paulo Dybala, the, one of the best young players in the world for Juventus, can't get into this lineup. Um, but what's always the issue is their defense. But I like uh, Nicholas Otamendi to uh, come in this year. He has taken a big step up under Pep Guardiola at Man City. He's maybe the best uh, center back in the Premier League last year. So I like their odds this year. I'm picking them a lot because of the odds. And I think it's Messi's time to cement himself as the GOAT. I mean, this is basically Messi's last World Cup as, as like, a top the dog. best player in the world. Or yep. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. And it's kind of a, a lot of these guys, like Aguero, Higuain, like this is kind of their last shot at it. They're all, thir- all three of those guys are 30. Uh, Di Maria's 30 also. So all these guys... Mascherano's 34, so this is definitely his last shot. So I think there's like a little extra to it for him. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think Argentina was probably who I would have picked if I wasn't going with my team that I will announce in just a second. Just because, (laughs) you know, I'm a Messi guy over a Ronaldo guy. Um, I love watching Messi play, and I agree that this is his time. I was pulling for Argentina last year in last year's finals. Um, and I think the team around him is just pretty good. And I think Germany's probably regressed a little bit since then. So, you know, plus our, rooting for Argentina would just be fun, you know? Yeah, I agree. The odds are better than like a Germany or a Brazil or Spain even. One of the best uh, uh, jerseys in the uh, in the world. Yeah, they got I'll good give jerseys. That. I'll give them that. So yeah, let's go Argentina. Aaron, what's your pick? All right, so I am going with Belgium as my nation. They're having their golden era right now, <laughs> led by Eden Hazard, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, De Bruyne. How do you guys say that? De Bruyne. Either way, they've got Courtois. <laughs> um, company's injured. Lukaku. Lukaku up top. So they got a pretty stacked squad. Um, as a Chelsea fan, they have a few Chelsea guys, notably Hazard and Courtois. So it's nice to keep rooting for those guys. And I almost feel like in the same vein where... 
this is their golden era. They have to win one. Um, I don't think Belgium's ever won a World Cup, so they got that kind of going against them. But they've also got pretty solid odds. They're kind of there's kind of a top tier six teams, and they've got the best odds. And then there's a pretty significant drop off then between Belgium and England, mm-hmm. which has almost this, doubles. You have plus eleven hundred to plus eighteen hundred from six to seven. Exactly. So I like those eleven to one odds. I like the players on the team. Lukaku's good. De Bruyne's really fun to watch. Um, one of the best midfielders in the world. So let's go Belgium. You know, I like chocolate. All right. Belgium chocolates, that's the thing, right? Yeah, they're good chocolate makers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good chocolate yeah. makers, good footballers. It seems like their terrorism is uh, settled down a bit, too, huh? Their terrorism? No, a couple of years back, Brussels was hot. All right. Sure. All right. It was popping off. All right. That, too, they got that going for them. They... <laughs> Everything's looking up. Everything's looking up in Brussels. I mean, they, exactly. they do have such a talented squad. Like, oh, that they've they just kind of disappointed in almost every major tournament they've played in. What, what's more fun than rooting for a team with high expectations and low <laughs> results, though? It's it's what life's all about. <laughs> what? <laughs> life's about under under promising, over delivering, Connor. Yeah. All right, so I guess that summarizes our picks. Stay tuned. Um, hey, all right, well, let's, let's toss it out there. What are we thinking of uh, as far as monetary investments goes, boys? Um, I guess I was, a, think, a I was thinking a hundred. Yeah, I was thinking a hundred. Yeah, because I want to be really invested. You know, I don't want to be just putting ten bucks down. Uh, that's some pussy shit. <laughs> a, all right, Connor said it. Can't put less than a hundred now. <laughs> 500 bucks you're you're uh you're soft it's a lot of talk from the guy who has to have me place his bet for him oh <laughs> excuse me for being locked out my bavada account i can't get my offshore funds active <laughs> oh man i'm thinking maybe, maybe 100 100 on the frenchies and then uh maybe 50 on either eh, probably german i'm not fucking betting on the brazil honestly I'll, be, I'll probably put some on Belgium, too, also. Wait, little hold, hedge. Hold on, a little, he, little hedgy. Sloth, did you fall asleep? I think yeah, he's down. muted. No, I, can you hear him breathing? Oh, he's muted. No, I'm looking at the screen. He's muted. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I thought I could hear him breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Sloth, what, what kind of move is that? Just to throw yourself on mute. Just leave, bro. Just dip. <laughs> Maybe right. he'll wake up and want to pop back in. All right, so Sloth's <laughs> out. For, we're doing three-man weave. So this might count. this might be an appropriate time to go to Kids See Ghosts. I'm not sure Con- or Sloth's a huge uh, music guy, anyways. So, um, what'd you guys think? What were your takeaways? Did you enjoy the album? Um, I guess basically just the same thing we talked about with Ye last week. Yeah, I'd say g- generally speaking, uh, I probably enjoyed it as a whole more than Ye. Um. Another seven song album. Um, it's eight it songs, to... I think, isn't it? No, it's seven, seven songs. Oh shit! Seven songs, about, about uh, maybe twenty-two. Let's see here, twenty-four minutes, the same same length as the other album. Um, of those seven, I really enjoyed three to four songs. 
What are your top three? Top three is going to be number one, Reborn. I thought that was, I think that's one of the best uh, Kid Cudi songs in particular I've, I've heard it since. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll say before before I get into it, I'll say this is the best Kid Cudi project since 2010, since uh, Man of the Moon 2. I haven't enjoyed a Cudi project this much since then. So I'll, I'll preface the, uh, the discussion with that. And with that said, I'd say Reborn is the best song I've heard from Cudi since that album, since that Man of the Moon 2. Song two, my second favorite, I'm probably going to go Cudi Montage. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, obviously that's uh, most of these songs. I feel like this is more of a Cuddy album than anything than a than a Ye album. Yeah, it feels like it's a Cuddy album with Kanye features versus with Kanye features and Kanye production. Yeah, Which but is it doesn't feel as much Kanye production. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, the production does... is near perfect on this album. I think. Yep, and then uh, I said number three. I go fourth dimension. I think that that Louis. I've never heard of this guy before, but this Louis Prima, Louis Prima. That was one of the best samples I think I've heard Kanye do in years. Honestly, I did the I did the background. Is the guy on the sample at the start of it? Yeah, it's a nineteen. Get this, it's a nineteen thirty six Christmas song. That, <laughs> well, yeah, that I he digged when he up. Says Santa over and over. Yeah, I assume it was a Christmas song. That he digged up. He digged up from the Great Depression. This Louis Prima guy's dug been up. dead for dug up. Yeah, what I said. Digged. That's the one. <laughs> But <laughs> yay dug up from 1936. This Louis Prima guy's been dead for 40 years, and that it it fits fucking seamlessly into that song. So that's that's gonna be my top three. And honestly, I, I could I didn't really love feel the love fire free, and I thought Kids See Ghost was pretty good. So that's where I stand. Rick, I thought it was a really fucking good album. I think. Feel the love with the weird Kanye just making noises on it is a little weird. But I actually I, am. I, I like, I'm gonna. This might be a hot take. I think Feel the Love's my second favorite song on the album. No, actually. I like it. No, I'm saying, oh, I'm I love it. I liked it. Really? I, I like the song. Right, a lot. Right. I like. Uh, uh, who? It was Pusher, right, on the verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was really confused because when Apple Music had an issue where the <laughs> yeah, songs I were heard about this. Up, yeah. So. It, the first one came up as Four Dimension, but and it was featuring love. Louis, yeah. Louis Prime or Prima, or whatever. So I was like, <laughs> is it just like a a different name for Pusha? Like, did he go by this at some point? <laughs> but then I thought it was just a different guy because I was thinking of like uh, on like uh, the Life of Pablo, uh, God sh- God Stretch My Hands Part Two, when it had Designer and it sounded like Future. So I thought it was maybe. Just another guy that sounds exactly like Pusha. <laughs> so I was really confused at the start of it. But See, I, I was really confused about that audio thing because they were saying like the words that were song titles in the hooks yeah, and for other notes. songs. <laughs> and I was like, was and Feel the Love and was the hook, but that was what Reborn was. And I was like, what is going on? And I was like, are these guys just doing some weird shit where they want the album to feel like more cohesive? By just naming other songs, like the yeah, other songs. That's song exactly titles. what I thought. And it was just like <laughs> Cuddy and Kanye doing some weird shit, which they definitely do some weird shit on this album, but I thought it turned out really fucking good. I thought I agree, it was really good also. Reborn's probably the best song. Fourth Dimension is probably my second be- favorite. Feel the Love. Those are the two that like really stood out to me. Like Fourth Dimension, when it goes from just the sample at the start into the beat. 
mm-hmm. and with the sample in the back, it's that freaking switch up is so fucking good. But as I don't think there's a freeze a little odd. Freeze the only one that I would. Freeze feels the like worst. It's, yeah, that's it feels like song. it's out of like a the cutting Wizard. rock era. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. That's what I thought. But I didn't, I didn't hate like, I didn't hate, I don't hate it by any means. Like I think it's still the a good Ty Dolla Sign part on that song is pretty good. I think. Like it is definitely got that rock vibe to it, but I didn't like mind that that much. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like they were just in the studio and just like, oh my I'm gonna God. screw with your voice. We're gonna make it sound sick. What was that song on Wizard that we would always do that for? Oh, oh what was that? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm funny. Uh, I gotta look at the track list because we would always do that for the one. Oh yeah, yeah. What is it? It wasn't. Teleport to me is the only song I can remember. Teleport right to now. me is the best. That one's actually break. good. Right? Break. Break. <laughs> break. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think this is much better than Yay. Personally, I, I mean, agree. this is like. Like, the two people I got into rap first, like, making an album together, like, a little later than I'd want them to, but it was just, like, everything I would have wanted. A longer. A little longer. I would have liked that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I would put the top, th- probably the top three, or at least the top two songs on this above the best song on, uh, yeah. Hmm. I break, I think Ghost Town, mm. which is also the Kid Cudi Kanye yeah, song on that two. album, would be... I put Ghost Town as my third favorite song of the. If you count as one, Aaron, you always talked about making this one project. Uh huh. If we're going, if this is one singular project, I'm going uh, Reborn, Cutty Montage, Close, and then Ghost Town Three, Fourth Dimension Four, and then from that, I'm not even sure what what if a Yay song would be the fourth best. Yikes, maybe. Uh, I, like I like violent crimes personally. Than yikes, probably. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that, Rick. I agree with that also. Fourth so, dimension. So my top three on the album was number one, Cuddy Montage. I think Cuddy Montage is so fucking good. Um, yep. That last like two minutes, basically from Kanye's verse on, is just like that's peak Kanye. I think honestly, mm-hmm. like I can't wait to see that song live. Um. The outros. They're touring together. I think. I think that's gonna mm, happen. I need that. Interesting. Like, that's. I mean, that's like a must see. I've seen them both live once now. I've never. I've, I've never seen, seen Cuddy actually. Cuddy was awesome. It was I like seen before. Cuddy it was either. before. It was after. Uh, what era do you see him in? It was after Indicud. So like, okay. it didn't have any that's of the still pretty that, good. Like Indicud was still pretty good, and like he was still playing all the old hits. It didn't have any of like the. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going to a Cuddy show and he only plays his rock music? Uh, <laughs> he'd really get like stage presence though too, so it w- I would still enjoy it probably, but I'd be disappointed obviously. <laughs> Doesn't play one thing off Man in the Moon one or two. Just plays Wizard in its entirety and I don't, whatever, no, whatever shining that, bullets straight to heaven yeah that one that <laughs> speed and bullets straight to heaven like wizard just like, those those in its entirety like wizard wizard wasn't bad, bad. i don't know wizard, wizard was wizard was uh, pretty bad teleport dude. to me is a really good song yeah. but every other song was just straight trash <laughs> 
but it was nice for Cuddy to have like a, a bounce back. I felt this. I think this is a really good project, honestly. No, I, I agree. Um, I agree. I, I was super stoked because Yay was, it was it was good, but it wasn't at that Kanye level that we expect. Yeah, I agree. That's agreed, I felt agreed. And this album was at that level that I expect a Kanye album to be at. Where, so cutting montage was definitely my favorite song. I think Feel the Love is probably two, and then Reborn three. If I was going top three. Um, I, I just really like that feel the love the beat after Kanye starts going the blah 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 blah, blah and then the beat comes <laughs> and then he's like play the chorus back. It may it's funny because like Kanye just doing this shit like that just makes me laugh now. It's not necessarily <laughs> like I'm just like cracked up when I put it on in the car on my way home on Friday. I, was like, I also think it just sounds kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, I think they could have done something better with that part of the song. I, I kind of <laughs> like it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm into it. I think it's a good song in general. Like, I've been just jamming to it all week. And, like, the first time I listened to it, it was like, I liked it a decent bit. And then I listened to the second time. I was like, man, this is super good. I agree. I listened to it probably three times pretty early Friday. And it was one of those things where every single time I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is good. This is a good project. You know, yeah, and it should kept getting better. That being said, I do wish there was more Kanye. The Cuddy parts, the the highs of the Cuddy were very good, but there was a, a still a little too much like Cuddy with his mumbling going on. I thought I would have appreciated a little bit more Kanye. Like we said, it was it felt like a Cuddy album with Kanye on it. I would have preferred mm. a more Kanye a album with Cuddy on it. Feeling. Uh, I would have perfectly found a 50-50, honestly. I, I disagree. I would rather, like, I, I like this because, like, it's pretty hard to get a, it's probably impossible to get, for us to get, like, a good Kanye, not, <laughs> Cuddy album. Cunny. Kanye. <laughs> it's probably pretty hard to get a good, like, Cuddy album with just him at True. this point, you know? Ah, why? And it's why like, I don't probably get another great Kanye album. I don't know if we'll ever get another great Cuddy album. Plus, yeah, we've had it, so many great uh, Kanye albums already. Cuddy, two great albums. That That's basically it. Two great albums. Oh, Is there a deep train deep. going in someone's background right now? <laughs> that's, oh, come on. That's my house. That's the old, that's the old light rail. <laughs> nice. That's, that's every hour. Right on. <laughs> oh, man. All right, no, but with that, with that said, like... I'm looking. I'm looking at the track list right now. Like, do you got? Do you guys care for the song "Fire"? I feel like I could do without that song. Mm. That and uh, "Free." Yeah, I like "Fire." Eh. I I think if you if you if you remove either "Free" or "Fire" and replace it with "Ghost Town," and you could you know like a I perfect mean, album here. I'd agree. I mean, yeah, it's not as good as "Ghost Town," but you know like the perfect like album. A, then you, there's no such thing as a perfect album. It's like. I could take a Kanye song and put it. <laughs> tell that. Tell that Beautiful to, uh, dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, but I could probably take another Kanye <laughs> album and replace something in there. Ooh, I don't know. I don't like, know. Like so appalled or something. Hey. Oh, get out! Of <laughs> I'm so appalled. I don't know, man. Good fucking. Uh... <laughs> that was a little. 
<laughs> that fucking ri- that Rizzoverse. That is that the Rizzoverse, <laughs> yeah. dude. Champagne has, dishes for thirty white bitches. Has anyone ever come out a harder ever? <laughs> like a bull first, in a china shop. First for the mistress I was just saying, and like, car. Wait, cars for the missus and first for the mistress, baby. Either that or <laughs> hell of a life for like my two favorite songs. Oh, I oh, love, I love hell of a life, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, I like the, both the songs. I'm just saying those are like Oof. the two. My two That's least a, I was gonna say you can't. Album. It's still a perfect album, though. I don't even know if the album I, like those are pro. I know. Help. Hmm. I don't even know. What would you put? So appalled is probably my least favorite song on the album. But even then, it fits so well with the album that, like, I don't even know if replacing it, like, yeah. if you just replace it with, like, Spaceships, like, would that album be better? I don't know. Spaceships is a better song. Yeah, yeah. But does it fit better? Does it fit yeah. better? Yeah, and I guess, like, the... That's, a, that's the all I'm trying to make. These were released in, like, two weeks, so... No, Ghost Town was similar... literally going to be on Kids See Ghost. So do you think this was just a different version of the Ghost Town that ended up on there? Hmm. No, I think I think Kanye just decided to put it on Yay, but it was originally going to be on Kid See Ghost, and I would have been but perfectly. But they're all seven eh. songs, so which one? Like, did they create a new song? Because like, no, no, no. You, I think, mean, easily just could have put Ghost Town on Kid See Ghost, and then you just put whatever song you want and put making it Kanye featuring Kid Cudi on Yay. I thought I muted myself. You did. Mute, you, you muted yourself, so I thought. I, <laughs> I was looking at the cat. You, you muted, muted yourself and then unmuted yourself one second later. <laughs> so you didn't. You didn't work. You didn't get it. With that said, great project. I enjoyed it, and I'll probably listen to this much more than Yay uh, in the weeks and months moving forward. Agreed. Same. Okay, so should we move on to some segments? Yep, let's do it. That time. All right, so we're starting off with an "Is this cool?" Um, the first topic we're gonna is talk someone about. Someone vacuuming? <laughs> I, I hear that also. Sloth, Sloth is that you? <laughs> Sloth's muted. I thought. He's unmuted. No, Sloth. I just, I just, Hold on. No, I'm Sloth. not. Va- I'm not vacuuming. Bark, bark, bark twice if you're in Milwaukee. Jesus, I think it's my my MacBook Air is just like loud as shit. It has a vacuuming noise. Yeah, there's no vacuum. I'm the only one in my house. Sloth, what happened? Why'd you why'd you go dark? Um, Zero dark go, sloth. I went to go take a shit, and the shit was so bad I had to shower. <laughs> that is wow. absolutely disgusting, and I'm pretty pretty pissed off you shared that with our listeners. Honestly, that's. Mortifying. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. That's that is funny. grotesque. Damn, that's very hardcore. Gross, but very funny. Well, I mean, I could have gotten away with not showering, but afterward, you I could have gotten away with it. <laughs> right, uh, I've got away with every every shit in my life. I've got away with it. <laughs> All right, we don't need to go farther on it, but that was, it was a funny comment. I, I think <laughs> I enjoyed. It. Oh my god. <laughs> I could have got away with it, but I chose not to. Oh my god! I, f- I figured I wouldn't be able to contribute much to the, uh, the Kanye Cuddy album talk. Did you have, do you have anything for it? As, That's what as I was you soil yourself. 
the only thing I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I'm a big fan of Old Cuddy, and it sounded a lot better than that last album bullshit he he put out. So it's been like I was content. I know. (laughs) I was content, but yeah, that's pretty much the only thoughts I had. All right, so before we were interrupted by Sloth's vacuuming, uh, (laughs) the first is this cool topic. Admittedly, this one is obviously cool, but it's just a cool thing. So we had to talk about it in this uh, segment, I think. And that's Ovi's celebration after they won the Stanley Cup on Thursday. Um, It's way too cool. It, it's too fucking cool, man. It's he's been on a be- thing that's happened in years. He's been on like a week long bender. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I don't. He's probably been drunk the whole time since they won. He's probably been drunk before the last game. Just <laughs> knew it was gonna happen. He's just been drunk since. I feel like that's a superhuman, like Russian thing. Just, <laughs> it's just how you raise your whole life, and you just just, just crushing vodka. Drunk. If he dies, vo- he dies. Vo- Vodka. Vodka. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> I mean, he's taking, like, keg stands from the from the cup at <laughs> national games and swimming in the fountain. and The just, swimming oh, in the fountain is the best a, one. That's the best one. Fantastic. Like his wife. The fountain it, and then the Rachel Nichols tweet where he was just holding the cup up, but they wouldn't put him on the screen because they were literally playing <laughs> the game. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. as fuck, too. <laughs> The Instagram stories are from his wife are pretty good too. He was sleeping in bed with the cup, and I saw that. I saw that they were just they were just in a liquor store, and she was just Instagram store or Instagram living, whatever you call it, just him walking through the liquor store. So he's still he's still bending pretty hard with the cup or just <laughs> no no just by just just looking <laughs> for more liquor. That would be great. Just oh going my, and getting just carrying the cup through the liquor. Oh my god! What if what about this? What if Ovi just died? Oh my god, that'd be epic, honestly. Alcohol, alcohol poisoning, like day like twelve, like in like a week and a half. No oh, food, just, just boots. He's, he's just <laughs> had like a thousand Moscow mules. They do an autopsy. He hasn't eaten in days. <laughs> Nothing but liquor in him. Just vodka. Just eating goes cardboard. Out, just go, <laughs> just goes out the way he came into this world, drunk, naked, and holding a cup. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where does the holding a cup fit into that whole birth thing? I don't know. I mean, I don't think he was drunk as a birth either. But <laughs> I guess. But there's like babies who like, joke, and like you know, it could work into birth. Like when like sippy babies, cup. All right, hold it. Fine, fine. Holding a sippy cup. All right. All right. <laughs> Oh, if pronounced dead at age, age 32, they find him in, like, Bethesda, naked. So, Ovi's celebration on a scale of 1 to 10, is this, like, a 13 or a 15? 20. On coolness. 20. 20. Honestly, uh, like, Ovi's like, my favorite did, NHL player of all time, and this is just everything the, the I've JR wanted from him. celebration them. and just turned it up <laughs> 10 extra notches. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think it was. I did not think it was possible after that 2016 celebration to go as hard as an athlete could. Ovi has destroyed that ceiling. I don't think I'll no, ever the, see anything like that. No, because no. the Jr. the Jr. thing was cool. He was wearing a shirt, but like it's not. Like we we're actively talking about how blacked out Jr. was. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, like Ovechkin is clearly just absolutely trash, just swimming in a fountain in the middle of the city. <laughs> like it's it's great. He's still wearing his shorts from the Capitals game or from the uh, Nationals game that he threw out the opening pitch at too. <laughs> so he like clearly just got hammered at that game and then just kept the party going afterwards and was swimming in fountains and shit. He's like half naked in that fountain too. Yeah, he's not wearing a shirt <laughs> or pants. Honestly, this makes the JR thing look like pussy shit. Like, oh, oh, you, you didn't wear a shirt for like twelve hours. Lit. I've I've been drunk for like ninety six hours, dude. <laughs> Fucking Nick Young. You kidding me? Nick Young. Oh, I took my shirt off on a private jet. Yeah, and Nick Young probably thought this was his time to shine. Just when he was gonna win the uh, finals, and then one up JR. And then Ovechkin just comes in like with the sledgehammer. <coughs> cucking, and, a cucking to remember. Oh, man. Ovechkin's just cucking the world right now, dude. Uh, he is cucking the world, honestly. I, I, don't, like, I, I don't know as much about sock, or excuse me, hockey history as I would like to, but I, I feel like Ovi's got to be up there in terms of uh, all-time greats by this, right? Well, he's three. only one of four guys to win three MVPs and a Stanley Cup. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like that's a, He's got the individuals down. He's, he's won scoring titles. He's won MVPs. And now he has the ring. It's like, it's, I don't know. I, I compare it to maybe like John Elway. Like, yes, he was one of the best of all time, but he didn't have a ring. And then he gets one on the back end of his career. And then he can be regarded as one of the all-time greats. Like I'm not, I don't really know where you measure him in terms of like. I feel like he, I he, feel like he's higher than John Elway would be in like terms of like, just like pure skill. For the cross, like I feel like pure skill is like. I mean, like, it, how different are we talking if like, him and Crosby switch places, keep their ooh. stats, but they switch uh-huh. places. Like, how different are we talking? Right how about Cross has three, if I'm correct. Three what? Three cups. Stanley Cups? I think that's right. That means uh, Malkin has three, two. Does uh, Does Ovechkin have a, a Olympic gold medal? Ooh, that's a good I question. I have no idea. Because it up. two, I think. Russia won this year, but Ovechkin wasn't there. Wasn't playing. And that's something you could actually consider in hockey. Cause... Oh, for sure. But, I mean, I, he's got to be like up there. I'm like, definitely. Avoided. All right, let's let's see a quick uh quick award rundown. Seven time first teamer, nine time All Star, four time second teamer, um, one time Stanley Cup champion. Obviously, one time Con Smith playoff MVP, three time Hart. Which is the MVP there? Um, three-time Lester B. Pearson, which is the MVP when voted by the players. One-time scoring leader. Damn, he's only been he's the scoring a, leader yeah, that's once. Surprising. Well, no, that, that's all-time points. But then the goal leader, which is arguably more important, like the Rock of Rashard Trophy, is probably bigger than the Art Ross Trophy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven-time Rock oh, of Rashard okay. winner. Got it. When you said scoring, I yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, scoring. Scoring is goals, assists. Okay. International. Uh, never won a gold medal, but he won a a world championship of hockey, which is like the the thing that's every other year, or I guess every like the two years that aren't. I don't really care about gold 
Okay. Well, he won that three times. <laughs> what a great line, Rick. I only care about gold medals. We got to put that on a shirt. Which might be our, our time to segue. Hey, we'll pivot. Pivot to merch. Into our next Is This Cool? The next one might be even cooler than Ovechkin's celebration streak, and that is Four Sheets to the Wind merchandise. Come on, come all. We're, uh, we're finally entering our second vertical. We've, we've conquered audio. And we're, we're, we're conquering uh, merchandise. Second. Fashion. Fashion. Uh, so, yeah, so we're in the process of creating some fire shirts. Um, maybe we'll tweet out like a sneak peek later tonight or something. But we're trying to get these at a affordable price point for our most loyal listeners. Well, <laughs> what, what do you say? Well, I want to d- democratize fashion or something like that. Exactly. That's us. <laughs> we're by. We are salt of the earth men. We're trying to provide for our fellow salt of the earth men and women listeners. Um, so we encourage all of you guys to slide into our DMs and hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, hit us up on Twitter if you want one. Yes, and we will make sure t- we're gonna order extras because us four want them one hundred percent. So we're planning to order in bulk. Just so we have some to uh, sell to our so, friends, they're good. They're gonna be good shirts. I mean, if we're gonna wear them, they're gonna be cool. You know, you know? it's gonna be good. I mean, it's gonna, it's exactly what you want in a shirt. It's gonna be high quality. I'm talking a cool logo, small on the front, right or left breast pocket, in the back, a good good sized logo on the back. Nothing too flashy, but uh, something you let people know you're wearing it. You know. Let me know you're a fan. Let me know you're a listener. We we would like to try and sneak in like a Gucci logo somewhere. <laughs> we're, negotiations are still in progress. Yeah, we're we're, we're trying to work up the collab. Um, Gucci or Supreme? <laughs> we're gonna get the Supreme. <laughs> Some, yeah, either one of them. No big baller brand. Or, ooh. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> triple B. That, Stay that sounds like something we could actually do. We could probably <laughs> find a I think we can get away with that one. They're a, they're a poorly run company enough, I think, that we can <laughs> put it in there and lock it soon. Well, no, it hit him. All right, so stay tuned on that. Our next Is This Cool is uh, regarding Antonio Brown. I don't know. Do one of you guys have that headline up if you guys want to read that off? Yeah, I can pull it up. Okay. Slob, slob from from left field. Oh, I thought we could pull it up. I... So basically, basically, while Slot's pulling it up, uh, Antonio Brown. All right, some... I pulled it up already. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so here's the headline from Black Sports Online. Antonio Brown says a PSA out on IG to his baby mama to take care of her other kids besides the ones with him. That seems like a good move. He wants all the children to be looked after. For. Now, this is where it enters the is this cool conversation. Wants his three baby mamas to form a big three of parenting for his five kids. <laughs> oh so, Antonio God. Brown has three different baby mamas, and he basically 
is telling them, hey, guys, like, you guys all got to team up. All three of you are going to raise my kids. You're going to be the big three. LeBron, Wade, Bosch. Um, Division of labor. So I'm assuming the other baby mamas probably have other kids, right? So it's probably, like, more than just his kids. It's going to be like a... Well, that's not cool. Raising another man's kids—that's uh, that's some <laughs> cuck shit. So he he wants to focus on his own kids though with the baby. Oh yeah. No. Oh the, yeah. The first part he said that. Yeah, the first. I think part he of... was calling out a specific baby mama for. Oh. Like focusing not... on like one kid and trying to get that child support. Hmm. And then and then the second part of the headline sounds like. Yeah, kind of a positive thing. The first part of the headline, when I was reading it, I was like, "Ooh, that just sounds like he's." That's a little messy. Child support, and then the second part. He <laughs> so got, he uh, got let me a little more positive with it. So let me get this straight. So, so AB's got one kid with each one of these broads. Maybe more than one. No, I don't I know. No, I think it's five total with three girls, right? Yeah. Okay, so the, so, so two two one maybe two, or two, three one one. I'm gonna guess it's three one one. Three one one. I don't so, know. Uh, oh, interesting. It could be two two one. Uh, what, whatever it we're is. big so headlines, guys. Not read the story, yeah. guys, as you can tell. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, so regardless, we got we got five five kids running around, three baby mamas. Plus, there's other kids in the mamas. See, th- that ah, that's that's where up. it gets messy. That's where it gets messy. Is you can't form a big three. I feel like to to raise these five children and leave the six and seven, the non AB kids out. And no, but that's like, what he says in the first part, though, is that like. Taking care of all your kids. I think he's just looking out for the children. It's our, it's like, it's our greatest resource. It's like... They're, they're <laughs> the future. It's like uh, LeBron, Wade, and Bosh. They were, you know, helping Mike Miller get a championship. I mean, I just don't love the idea of, of AB raising kids six and kids seven. I don't think he's raising them. I think the big three's raising them. Well, they're they're, they're the, the big three's devoting resources, time and time and money, and uh, they're, they're putting effort towards kids that aren't ABs. Yeah, but I'd got to imagine the big three are more than the sum of their parts working together, ooh, ooh. so that his kids <laughs> get more. You know, this isn't a zero sum game here. The big three can greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah, exactly. All right, here's a question. Uh, well, if might be our cue to move on. <laughs> Jesus, I'm I sorry. Think, I think it's cool to come together. It takes a village, right? <laughs> it takes a village. Hey, you know what I read, actually? Or, no, I didn't even read it. It was in a, that Explain Netflix series. <laughs> actually, no, I don't remember where I saw this. But it was basically saying that, like, a lot of, like, indigenous tribes, they didn't really have parents they just yeah it was it wasn't explained that okay, was fucked yeah. up the whole village basically just the the children were the children of the village and you didn't have like individual parents pretty much so like the whole village was raising all everyone's shit children well, that's a, that is some cuck shit if you ask me i think that's you know that's like, I, think I, that's, I think that's a pretty good system to cuz think of like how many like like we're all like super like impacted by our parents and it's like what if you come from a family that's like with Super bad parents. up, you yeah. know, yeah. Like, Whereas, you, like, could have the, the town, like, raise them instead, you know? And so, like, the town raises them up to be, like, good they're, citizens so that talents. everybody's a good citizen in your village, you know? If you just have a village of only good citizens because you've got enough people to pick up the slack for the bad people, then it's a good system. I think that's I mean, there, it, there's, like, a middle point, I think, where it's, like, yeah, having that, like, parental bond's good, but on the other hand... 
like having like multiple perspectives like raise you, I think is a good thing also. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think children need consistency and structure. All right. That's it. All right. <laughs> I think you've already proved yourself not. Yeah. <laughs> not a good ah. source on this. All right, let's move on to meme stock market before Connor says anything else we all gravely disagree with. <laughs> Take a lap. Okay, so this Trump picture, does someone want to talk about that? Yeah, so there's been this uh, this picture of Trump. Uh, I've seen it. It's been pretty popular on Twitter. We got Trump at the G7 summit this past week. Uh Arms across, looking like he's just kind of like a, a child being scorned. And you have Angela Merkel, the, uh, the top dog in Germany, with her both arms on, on said table, kind of leaning over aggressively. Looks like she's kind of disciplining Trump. Okay. And the rest of the world leaders, including uh, Macron, as well as uh, Shinzo Abe of Japan, are both just kind of like, this isn't great. We're just watching Merkel just fucking ream out uh, DT. So I think it's, it's been I've seen it been used a few times on the internet as a uh, a meme. I think it's good to make a meme picture. Exactly. Ooh, are we gonna try and meme this right now? Ooh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's see. Let's think about this, fellas. When she says, "Come when inside she say- me." No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. Well, that that works too. That works too. But explains why you can't come inside me. That's good. That's good. All right, but I got one. I got one. When she says, "Why are you covered in glitter?" <laughs> what the okay. fuck? That's not bad. <laughs> I, I, I like that. That's not bad. I think that works. When 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 she's when you it's like you 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 come home three a.m. Cars parked on the front lawn. You're covered in glitter and uh. Cars parked in the front lawn. Oh my! Some Don Draper <laughs> shit. Actually, no, I think I take that back. We don't condone that kind of behavior. We Uber on this pod, but in a different era. Or Lyft. Or Lyft. Eh, I, I'm... Uh, Banned from Lyft. I was going to say it, but yeah. <laughs> we don't know. We actually don't know why, but I, my Lyft account is no longer active. It's been deactivated. So I'm a, I'm a staunch Uber advocate. <laughs> so banned, if you want to use that word. But uh, yeah, we don't, we don't condone... All right, back to the meme. Here's one. How about uh, this? Is a variation of Connor's favorite. Did you come inside me? Oh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, that's good. That's good. That's good. And Trump's just like yeah. Trump's kind of got like that guilty, but like kind of proud of himself. <laughs> yeah. you know? That's exactly the that's exactly the reaction any any normal person would have too. <laughs> any reasonable man. Did you come inside me? <laughs> Ugh, <go. laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so anyone else got any other uh, meme ideas on that one? Um, I mean, there there's a lot of potential. There is a lot of potential. We'll we'll let the internet take over. We'll throw our "Did you come inside me?" meme out there to get the ball rolling. And then there's just some other people who internet better than us who can probably think of some funny stuff for it. <laughs> we'll get our best man on it. <laughs> our social media coordinator sloth will throw something together. <laughs> All right, so then also what we wanted to talk on meme stock market was 
Mason Ramsey, the Yoda boy. Hey, we're the talking boy. about him again. The fella. Connor, the you're king. the biggest Yoda boy fan. I think you want to uh, talk about this, my dude. So, I was inspired this week. I saw a very cool video. Uh, YB was walking into a concert of some sort, and the video flashes to him. Pulls a quick spin move. Video zooms in. Looks cool as fuck. Pulls a couple double guns. Very cool move. Then sm- flashes a, a quick, uh, quick smile. <laughs> and every girl west of the Mississippi groomed her pants. And this kid just this, he just keeps going in. He, west he's of done, the Mississippi, you don't think Georgian girls were creaming their pants? Uh, well, fine. Yeah, how about this? What? Like, how about this? How about this? South west? of the what's that line? Mason Dixon. Mason Dixon. Yeah, Ooh. south of Mason Dixon. I was gonna say west of the Atlantic. From sea to shining, from sea to from sea to shining sea, huh, boys? So this Ramsey just keeps going in, and I think, secondly, he showed himself a a man of many. uh, What's what I'm looking here for here? Talent, emotions. He tweeted out something that's pretty profound for a for an eight year old. A very sad looking cowboy emoji. So take that cool cowboy emoji. It's like the like sigh that. emoji combined with the cowboy emoji. So that's that's artistic in itself. And he tweeted, uh, "Guys like us, we always say yeehaw, but no one ever asks us, ha ye." Which I think means like, "How are you?" So Mason from the Four Sheets Boys, ha ye. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that is good. Damn, We're always here to yeet. Ha, you're ye, Mason. Mason, and with that said, you have a, let me tell you, you have a standing invite on Four Sheets Pod. So, balls in your court, pal. We'll tweet it out to him. We'll, we'll DM, add him. DM him the invite. All right, wasn't there something else? Oh, the uh, someone uh, asked, tweeted at him and asked him, uh, how how is girls doing? And he said, if it was any better, it would be illegal. <laughs> Which for an eleven year old is a just a baller thing to say. Wait, is he is he eleven? I thought he was eight. <laughs> he's definitely. I see you guys are saying like ten and eight. I thought he was right, older well, than that. He's only eleven, right, well, so that's look, younger than I'm I looking. thought he was. He was he's not eight. He's in like school and shit. <laughs> Well, there's no school. way he's in school anymore. Who needs? School? He had. Some, he, he. I looked. He had some tweet about like, it's like two a.m. when I'm at the VMAs and I still haven't done my homework. So that was pretty baller. Uh, age eleven. Oh, he's an 06 baby. Yeah, I already looked that up. But yes, I was confident on the eleven. <laughs> I thought so Mason, keep doing your thing. Uh. You know, obviously don't get uh, into any illegal shit with your girl. That's That'd be a little crazy. Ooh. <laughs> I, hey, th- the one illegal thing that would be pretty good is if he starts banging, like, 21-year-olds and stuff. <laughs> that'd be lit, honestly. Be good for me they, dates a Jenner. <laughs> yeah, Mason, Mason just starts dating Kendall Jenner. That would be, that'd be pretty lit. She goes from Ben Simmons to Mason Ramsey. <laughs> Goes from Blake Griffin. No, she's got type. It's Blake Griffin, Ben Simmons, and Mason Ramsey. Six, from 6'10", 
racially <laughs> ambiguous to uh, Mason Ramsey. It's a, it's a type. Well, all right, what do you, Who's an eleven-year-old emotionally ambiguous guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you? Uh, this is his like trademark on his Instagram on his uh, Twitter. No snake in these boots. What What does that mean? It's from Toy it's Story from where Toy Woody There's always goes. There's a boots. snake in my boot. I. Toy Story was the first movie I saw in my life, and uh, I'm not familiar. That wasn't the first movie you saw in your life. Yeah, I no way. swear to God. You watched, How do you know you that? You watched them. Toy Story came out after, like, let's see what time Toy Story came out. Toy Story's 95. Lion King? Ooh, it might be Lion King, actually. I think Lion King Fine. was 1995, so you definitely, like, had a movie on. Your you probably watched on. some, like, bullshit baby movie. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I watched. I was watching Sports first... Center. See, that's the thing. My when my mom was with me, I she'd put on Lion King. When my dad was down with me, he put it on Sports Center. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think actually, I think it was Lion King. It wasn't Toy. Allegra's first movie was Toy Story. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Lion King's cooler. It's about like it's like dominance and shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pussy ass toy shit. It's a fucking metaphor for like friendship. Conquering... Yeah, Toy Story is, but no. But Lion King's a metaphor for like conquering your enemies and being better than the is other. That, is that what it's about? Like Hakuna Matata and shit. I feel like that's very un Hakuna Matata. <laughs> well, well, the 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 protagonist was Scar, wasn't it? No, that he was the antagonist. <laughs> Simba is the protagonist. Oh, Simba is the beta. What? <laughs> Doesn't Simba kill Scar? He does kill Scar. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. What? How'd you. No, I thought this is the first movie. movie ended. <laughs> <laughs> How did yes. Scar just like the bad guy winning and just like <laughs> enslaving all the lions. <laughs> there's, there's a movie I'd like to see. <laughs> okay, you make that movie, Connor. I'll, I'll make you my LeBron movie. <laughs> Yo, put that right behind your LeBron movie. Okay, we'll save that for a meta segment one day. That'd be good. Okay, yeah, we'll have Connor try and make a Lion King. No, 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 the LeBron movie. <laughs> okay. Basically, Maverick Connor flips the table. It tells LeBron that he can handle the truth. Something along those lines. Wouldn't it be like them saying it to like Dan Gilbert or something like that? <laughs> they're, 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 they're in a quick and loans like office room. <laughs> and it's just LeBron, Maverick Carter, and Rich Paul just leaving out like ballers. Oh. So, we had some more technical difficulties. Uh, so, I guess that was it on our Lion King discussion. We're just going to hop into <laughs> Cuck of the Week. So, the first one, I don't know whose this was. Connor, was this you? Was this Sloth? Which the Tio one? one? Oh, Tio, yeah, that was me. Okay, Rick. Uh, so, I was nominating... Uh... The city of Canton, Ohio, as a cuck of the week. Tio went to Canton, Ohio, to uh, check it out before his Hall of Fame induction, 
and basically decided that it wasn't wasn't his scene. He said he'd rather just celebrate it with uh, with uh, his uh, friends and family in a place that's not lame as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Canton, Ohio. Burger King Classic. It was pretty damn lame. So uh, that was basically my uh, whole whole logic for naming Cuck the Week. Canton, Ohio, lame place. Got getting blown off by T.O. All right, yeah, I see that. I like it. I think it's kind of T.O.'s move is kind of lame, though. Yeah, that was, that was my take as well. Like the whole reason you want to get into the Hall of Fame is because it's in, or the whole reason you go to Canton is because that's just where the Hall of Fame is. That's where you've been trying to go for a long time. You've been making it a big deal that you haven't been able to get in there, and then you get in there and you don't want to be there. It's like, I don't know. I just think it's like a, it's a classic T.O. move. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he should be more mature and, I don't know, less of a, I don't know, crybaby at this yeah, point in his career, like I feel like. Two day, two or three day obligation. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like, Tio, you're probably not partying, you're like 45, you're probably not partying every day of your life now. Like, don't party for like, I don't know, a day and a half and get inducted into the Hall of Fame, bro. Yeah. Like but Ken still... Potential cuck of the week. That is definitely like a cuck move. I feel like. <laughs> um, so another one. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Steph Curry got cucked by Kevin Durant out of the M- Finals MVP. That Game Three performance was the definition of a cuck. While Durant is just blowing his load all over the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers home court. Um. So Steph, you know, he's always just a recurring character when it comes to Cuck of the Week. <laughs> no thoughts on that one, guys? Okay. Sorry. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, Steph, Steph always has a chance. I, I feel sorry for him because I bet on him to win. Uh, feel sorry for yourself. So you feel sorry for your wallet. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's a... Made me feel for Steph a little bit more. I feel nothing. Because <laughs> you can't okay. bet, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so then the last nominee for Cuck of the Week is Michigan State physicist Joseph Hattie. Um, he faces up to 15 years in prison for two counts of sodomy for committing a crime of bestiality. Apparently, he penetrated a dog with both his hand and penis. What the fuck, (laughs) dude? I'm glad that's in there. Like, (laughs) It's just the hand, but the penis is too much. (laughs) 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 Just fingering a dog's asshole. That's not that bad, but a bridge too far. The hand what? might be weirder, honestly. No, the dick's definitely weirder. <laughs> I don't know, dude. You're like, you're unzipping. Maybe you you're just any pl- yeah, the but guy's at least not getting any pleasure out yeah. of like his hand in there. No, like, I think dick- I think the dick's weirder. You have to go through the act of like unzipping your pants and like whipping your dick out, <laughs> unfurling the loaf, whereas. <laughs> The hand, it's just like, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was like, like, 
the dog ate something, he was trying to get it out of his butt or something. <laughs> no, I feel like if you're if you put what? a penis in there, then the hands you're probably trying to pleasure the dog. <laughs> I don't think so. That's definitely what you. I mean, you he's, think he's to, jerking what? off while he's fingering a dog's asshole. I don't. I don't want to think about it, but <laughs> I think if anything, honestly, like if, I think that putting his finger in there, my guess would be like, yeah, like dog ate like. Uh, I don't know, it's like a marble or something. He's trying to get it out. And he'd rather go through the... If it's in this story, I don't think it's like that, dude. It was a basset hound, so probably a sad-ass dog. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure... The dog's just looking all... would be sad if he, like... He should be sad. ...speciality sexist. God, you know? Well, maybe it's an upgrade for the dog, because humans are, like, superior to dogs. Maybe the basset hound's the best day of his life. No. <laughs> you think basset hounds are attracted to other basset hounds? I think basset hounds are kind of ugly dogs. Here's well, an idea. Other dogs. They're all the same species, dude. Here's, here's an idea. Do, do you think, like, other species of dogs, like, find other species more attractive? Or, like, German shepherds and labs, like the like the top dogs of dogs? I don't I think, think dogs so. really, like, feel that way, do they? Oh, I would. I, I think there would be some kind of evolutionary thing where it's like, you see that like athletic dog, and it's like, damn, like, that's, that's a good looking dog. That's gonna be like, what keeps my kids alive, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with that, Rick. Okay, some of some of think about. <laughs> <laughs> we, so we set ourselves uh, up for some weird conversation <laughs> on that. <laughs> this went to a dark place. Hey, for the people who make it an hour and 30 minutes in, they're probably, you know... Committed. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all right or dies. Um, anyway, so I guess who who are we giving this to? The, Ooh, that's tough. This weird physicist creep, <laughs> Steph Curry or Canton, Ohio? How about the dog? Is the dog a... <laughs> No, he's, no, he's uh, not a cop. He's a victim. We don't victim shame. Blame. <laughs> we don't vic- no, victim shame, right? No, it's victim blame, I think, right? Either. I think. Either? We don't, we don't, shame we, more, but blame is also... Okay. Thing. We don't do either in this podcast. Yeah, we don't We don't victim blame or victim shame. <laughs> all right, dog, you're all right. You'll bounce back. He's probably a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, 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 alright. Um, Ooh, tough choice, man. I feel like I don't want to give it to the uh, Michigan. I don't want to. I don't want to award this like kind of behavior. Our, uh, cuck of the week, you know. Yeah, I agree, Rick. I, we can't give it to Steph either. I don't think he just won a title. I'd be down for the city of Canton. Alright, yeah, sure. We 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 can give it to Canton, Ohio. Canton or the whole? How about the whole state of Ohio? <laughs> Ooh, Ooh like that's that. true. The Warriors LeBron, just swept LeBron them in probably, Ohio. LeBron will probably leave. Mm-hmm. The Browns always suck. The Cavs just got swept by the Warriors in Cleveland. And yeah, uh, I'm down for Ohio. No one's going to Canton, so looks like the uh, the Buckeye State. All Ooh. right, and with that, that will conclude our show. Stay posted for the merch. Take it easy, everyone.